Hey everyone, I'm Scott Cunningham, aka Scott Business, and today we're here with Ankit Bhatia. If uh, hopefully I say that correctly, um, he's the CEO and co-founder of Sapien, and uh, it is just a really cool social media network. It's one of the many that I've been on for a while, so we're gonna dive into that and what it's all about and uh, where they're sort of headed for the rest of the year and uh, going forward. Uh, but just before we jump into that, do you want to just give a small introduction um, about yourself? Sure, Scott. Thanks for having me. So yeah, my name is Anke Bhatti. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Sapien, leading Ethereum-based social network. Uh, our vision is to build a decentralized, community-driven platform that rewards creators and puts users back in control of their privacy. Uh, at Sapien, we're humans first, as I like to say. And um, yeah, a little bit of background about myself. Uh, you know, I graduated from Cal 2016, uh, computer science background. Uh, and since then, we've also been building uh, Sapien. Um, and a little bit more about myself, I've sort of been in this space for the past five, seven years, been seeing what's been going on, ton of speculation, ton of <laughs> crazy things that happen uh, in, in blockchain. But, um, you know, we try to really focus on the value props of uh, putting things on chain. And that's uh, kind of what Sapien's doing. So, um, yeah, it's a little about myself. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, how how did Sapien get its name? I guess I, I, I'm assuming it's 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 like Homo Sapien, but I mean, feel free mm -hmm. to uh, elaborate. Yeah. So when we uh, first started Sapien, you know, we're thinking about a good name, and you know, things thing with names is like you're always looking for something that's memorable. And uh, one thing when we were building Sapien, uh, we felt like we wanted to build a platform that was inclusive, that didn't really leave anyone out, that anyone could have access to. So. When we first gave it to the name Sapien, it was all about how can we include everyone and make sure that the platform is as uh, diverse as possible. And we thought, you know, what better name than to actually name it after our uh, um, species, which, uh, or I guess, yeah, species, the Sapien. And that was uh, just the name we rolled with, and it kind of ties into what we're trying to do, which is basically treat users less like products and more like humans, uh, which is the way they should be treated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, just a little bit more about yourself before we really dive into the meat of this. When did you re uh, originally get into crypto and uh, what was that like? Yeah, so this was an interesting story. This was uh, my freshman year in college. Uh, you know, I was dorming at Foothill, which is this uh, dorm where most of the engineers at Cal usually reside. So either you're, uh, you know, off playing League of Legends or you're, you know, working on some cool side projects. So uh, I was the latter, and uh, we were just sitting there in our dorm room in the common room. A couple of my buddies and I were just talking about, you know, the state of privacy, where social networks are going. And this was actually like a re recurring uh, discussion for us. We felt really, really frustrated with the way that, you know, the social media establishment, you know, the Facebooks, the Twitters, um, how they were basically structured in a way to extract maximum value from users. And we felt like, you know, you could do better if you really flipped the incentives and put users first. So we sat down, um, you know, at that time we were uh, one of uh, our friends. We were actually talking about the dark web. Um, so we, he actually logged in and he showed some websites that uh, were accessible through uh, Tor, this uh, Onion Router browser. And um, he visited a site and I didn't know what it was at the time, but I saw the Bitcoin logo. And... To me, I was like, huh, what is that? That's that's pretty crazy, this BTC thing. And uh, we were talking about how it could be this completely decentralized cryptocurrency not supported by any intermediary. And, 
you know, I since then sort of just been going deeper and deeper and just understanding the technology and how it can be used to build better and better products for people. So awesome, awesome. And and when was that? Like, what year was that? So that was uh, 2016 when you know I first uh, got exposure to that, and then it wasn't until 2017 when we really learned about Ethereum and how we can build entire decentralized DApps on uh, the platform. That do we really dive in and say, hey, like this is the way that we can build Sapien to be the best sort of uh, user-centric platform? Um, because when we actually first started building Sapien, it was more of an end-to-end encrypted platform. We actually, you know, we're so for free speech and censorship, we thought, or anti-censorship, we thought, hey, let's just encrypt everything, post, messages, uh, all of that, so that even the company couldn't have access to that data. So we actually built that, um, myself and my co-founder, Rob. And um, it turned out that's incredibly difficult to scale and you don't have the right incentives, so you end up releasing something, something in this world that can do more harm than good. So um, mm. that's when we started looking at, at the blockchain for transparency and, and using that as a sort of fundamental um, building block uh, for the platform. So. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And um, so, so for people who are very, very new to crypto and everything, can you just give a very brief introduction of what Sapien's kind of all about? Yeah. So at Sapien, uh, as I mentioned, we are building a community-driven platform. So there's a concept of tribes on Sapien, which um, you know are most analogous to subreddits. Um, so everyone has their favorite subreddits that they like to visit to, and we want to keep that sort of core um, uh, functionality on Sapien as well. Um, so it's not like there's a top-down platform that's uh, dictating what content you should see and how your feed should be structured but everything sort of emerges at the community level uh and that's what our sort of vision is with tribes that they sort of function as these independent uh social platforms that can like interact with each other and also have their own intra uh inner tribe governance um and that's you know there's always this debate about what is decentralization and for us it starts at the structure of the social network itself um, so tribes are the, these units where people can come together around uh, similar interests um, or you know ob- objectives and uh, find a way to collaborate and create value and recognize the value that um, different tribe members are creating. And uh, that's sort of our driving vision with Sapien. Awesome, awesome. And um, so what problem do you guys set out to solve for Sap- like with Sapien? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, since we've started, it's always been about the same thing, right? From a high level, like we all know that social is broken, right? We know that the advertising model is not going to work um, because people are tired of having their data mined. They're tired of being manipulated online. Um, we know that these platforms are not out to serve the user, they're out to serve their bottom lines. It's all about collecting more data or keeping users on a platform longer. So we've thought like this is just a terrible sort of future that we don't want to live in. And um, what what can we do to actually reconstruct the incentive so that us as a platform where our sort of business model hinges on the value that users are sort of uh, generating and sharing within their, uh, uh, you know, among themselves. So it's not necessarily like, you know, uh, us versus the users, but our sort of business model would be tied in directly. So if the users aren't getting any value from the platform, neither are we as a company. Um, 
So we think this approach is just far more sustainable. It aligns incentives. Our platform will grow with our user base and the value that's being generated there instead of this just um, complete sort of misalignment of interest where you know the, the corporation is always serving the um, the advertisers and shareholders at whatever yeah. cost the users. And we've seen this, right? We've seen the addictive technologies that have been built out, this sort of world-class surveillance system, um, you know, ability to track location activities, you know, create all sorts of um, uh, recommendation engine, engines that have caused a lot of serious problems, right? We're going deeper into echo, echo chambers. We're going deeper into, um, you know, getting siloed. And it's, it's largely, in, it's, at least in America, it's caused a lot of the polarization that we're seeing, um, you know, between the right, left, and, and so many other groups. There isn't any consensus on what is true anymore, right? Everything is just mm. um, up for grabs. It's it's your facts versus my facts, and um, we think to a large part it's these uh, centralized social platforms that have been driving their own agendas that have created such a system and are taking no accountability for it. Um, so we're trying to change that. Let's say, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so how have you guys been affected by? you know, the lockdown and everything going on, has that uh, impacted Sapien's development at all? Um, feel free to uh, uh, explain or explain. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool because uh, since our inception, we've always been a distributed team. So when we actually mm. did our to token sale in early 2018, uh, it was four of us. And uh, aside from my co-founder and I, none of us had ever met. So we were able to actually do a very successful raise uh, just entirely remote. And that's always been the sort of like culture of the company. And since the raise, we grew to 20 people and now we're uh, 30 people at, at Sapien. Um, we've all just been distributed, right? So, you know, with, with, with COVID, we used to have an office in, in New York, but, you know, we actually had to uh, shut that down. It just didn't make sense to you know, force people into the same office room. Um, and now we're just back to a distributed model. So we have people in Mexico, uh, Spain, um, uh, in in Germany, in Philippines, Jordan, uh, Bangladesh, and of course U.S. So really spread out. Wow. One thing one thing I'm really proud about is how diverse our team is and how we've sort of overcome the hurdles of COVID and you know the crypto market slump and all that stuff. It just doesn't affect us. Like we're we're focused on building Sapien. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So it's like really true to the to the values of Sapien. That's that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, so. So how, oh, no, we already covered that one. Um, what are some of the next big updates coming for Sapien uh, in the near future and then over maybe like the next year? Yeah, so for uh, Sapien, what we recently just launched were our native uh, iOS and Android apps in beta. So that's um, you know something I'm really proud about because we're one of the first Ethereum-based networks to, to launch that. And um, this isn't just React Native, some hybrid build. Like this is native iOS and Android. Um, so definitely after this, uh, you know, call Scott, I'll shoot you out an invite and others that are interested, you know, definitely sign awesome. up for the beta. Um, we also have a referral program that's going on right now. We have a community discord, um, you know, we're extremely active there. Um, but for us right now, uh, some of our immediate focus is actually a little bit of, um, re-engineering for scale. So, you know, when we were moving fast, getting things up, it was all about, um, you know, getting features out, but now it's really about sitting back and making sure that everything we do, it serves a, a purpose. You know, we're not going for this feature parity game that some of our competitors are going for, where it's like copy every single feature, but 
it's about the features that we do introduce like they need to uh, ex be expressively like uh, valuable and relate to some sort of value prop of tokenization or, or of blockchain. So um, that's sort of our you know midterm focus. And then long term is really going to be more. Uh, that's when the fun starts around governance and making sure that you know as we sort of build out the platform, it's uh, democratized in its nature that we can align incentives of you know team members, of users, of uh, of investors, and uh, we make sure we sort of grow out in that way and don't turn into you know another one of the typical social network sites you know yeah yeah you know it's funny that you mention uh, a lot of your like competitors in the blockchain space are kind of just in a race to come up with as many features as possible yeah mm -hmm. i would definitely agree i mean um some are doing it you know well and others are doing it not so well um so yeah i think it is definitely important to just be focused on the most important things rather than uh rushing to try to keep up with either legacy platforms or just other platforms in the same space that are trying to also keep up with legacy platforms. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you feel that uh, Sapien fits in with other social dApps? Um, and, and you said that you guys are the leading Ethereum dApp. So I'm curious, is it based on like your transactions or, or how are you measuring that? Cause I know there are, there is, um, like mines, for example, mines.com, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, none of their content is on the blockchain. So I just like to hear the, like the difference for Sapien versus like mines, for example, and mm -hmm. like how integrated with the blockchain are you guys? And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. Um, so the way, the way that I look at it is, uh, the user experience that we're trying to create at Sapien is far above some of some of our competitors, right? What we're trying to do is make sure one of our core philosophies really is to keep the blockchain magic in the background entirely, right? We aren't necessarily just trying to create a crypto only platform, um, but obviously that's easier said than done, right? But we've actually taken the steps, we've done the right, made the right partnerships, and we, I can speak to some of those as well. Um, you know, the Matic, Biconomy, Taurus, uh, some of these very uh, interesting projects that are trying to abstract away some of the complexities. Um, so for us, comparing, uh, you know, why we say that we're, we're leading is, is a combination of a few things. UX is one of them. Our increased sort of uh, token uh, sophistication is also uh, important to recognize. It's not just about a simplistic token model that rewards people. I think, I think if you go that path, you're not going to be building <clears throat> anything sustainable. Uh, rather, you want to plant your token economy on something that is robust and represents hard value instead of some concept where people do some arbitrary action and then they get some token rewards for that. So if you actually, if you go down that path, and we actually try that with one of our iterations of our reward engine, right now we're on the third iteration. Um, so one of, the, one of the, if you go down this path where you know, if you make a post or a comment and you get some tokens for that proportional, uh, then that is problematic, right? It's easily gamed. And again, there's no sort of underlying hard value that you're reflecting in the in the token economy. So our approach with Sabian is making sure that we're, uh, that hard value is being reflected whenever there's a sort of value transfer, which we call charges on Sabian. And um, not just this like, you know, nebulous concept of, oh, this person has left a comment and therefore it's somehow valuable to the network um so you know i think we're taking different approaches with this uh to some of our competitors in that respect 
So. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you are right in the fact that um, the other two major Ethereum networks that I'm aware of, like Mines and Uptrend, mm -hmm. uh, they're they're definitely dealing with a lot of uh, a lot of like comment spam and uh, trying to figure out how how to deal with all that. Mines has changed their token value so many times to try to deal with this and. Yeah, I, I definitely think that um, that that causes a lot of problems in the long run. So, um, where do you see Sapien going over the next like year, in the next five years, like in an ideal mm -hmm. sense? If you know everything starts to, like clear up, hopefully, we'll we'll just talk in the most ideal sense because obviously it's very hard to look that far ahead in the uh, in the crypto world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, again, everything about us is about our tribes, right? It's less about Sapien as a platform, but it's really about the fantastic tribes that we can bring on board, right? And already we have such great interest from um, a really sort of diverse set. You know, we have the crypto projects that are interested to build on Sapien, uh, their communities, and they don't want to build a you know, Facebook group anymore, right? Like, let's let's move on. Let's go to, let's go to Web3. Let's go build and be there and participate in Web3. So, um, you know, I, I personally think that one of my focuses, and I'm actually talking to tribes myself and, you know, making sure that we can onboard them to Sapien. Um, we have this great women's empowerment tribe that, you know, recently joined Sapien and they're growing their community. Just yesterday, I was talking with uh, this uh, podcast uh, um, that, you know, is focused on car enthusiasts and they want to build their tribe on Sapien. So to me, it's not about like attracting, you know, every single crypto uh, project. I mean, already it's so polarized. You're not even going to find, um, you know, people... People already have their loyalties to their blockchains. Um, but for me, it's about, you know, reaching out to the average user and seeing, hey, what are the features you want and how can how can Sapien serve you there? Um, and then everything comes down to tribes, right? How can we make tribes more and more powerful with the uh, governance tools that they have, the ability to moderate their own content, the ability to make decisions at scale, and then scale the whole network based on this, this sort of network of tribes um, that we're calling Sapien, considerably. Um, there isn't any Sapien. I mean, there's a Sapien platform, but everything starts and ends at the tribe. So, Awesome, yeah. awesome. So so you mentioned some of the uh, partnerships earlier. Do you want to sort of dive into some of those? Yeah, sure. Um, so one of them um, recently released their mainnet, uh, Matic Network uh, Layer 2 uh, blockchain um, solution. They're a plasma-based uh, proof-of-stake chain backed by Binance, Coinbase, uh, really, really incredible team. They've been consistently hitting their uh, deadlines and big fan of their work and just how they're sort of handling the, the growth of their chain. Um, so many projects uh, have been migrating over to Matic. Uh, there, there used to be uh, Loom. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you remember that, but Loom was big. Um, they were obviously DPoS and the people that um, we're concerned that DPoS would turn into an oligarchy of sorts. Like, yeah, they, I mean, they, they ended up being right. We're, we're seeing that with uh, what happened with Loom with some of the validators dropping EOS, I'm still skeptical about personally. Um, but, you know, what we wanted with the blockchain project is something that would be tightly integrated with uh, Ethereum. So Matic is a EVM based chain that allows us to scale our transactions on Sapien right into um right within our network uh so i'm really really uh you know happy to sh you know share more about them they recently launched their mainnet and uh you know we want to really scale with them and uh, i don't think we'll hit any bottlenecks uh with ethereum if we 
move things there. Because one thing we realize is users don't want to pay exorbitant fees for transactions. Um, you know, that's not gonna that's not really gonna work for the average user, right? For the crypto people, yeah. yeah you know, we know we can have some ether in our MetaMask, and you know, all is good because we because we understand that this is part of decentralization. It's it's I'm responsible for the um, for the costs to the network essentially. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, for the mainstream user, they need chains like Matic to build on. Uh, and, you know, that's why they're one of our uh, partners. Um, another one would be Biconomy. Um, they're doing some really interesting stuff with relayers to create gasless experiences on Ethereum. So this is, again, part of the our sort of quest to build a platform that serves the average user. And they're not sitting there computing gas costs and thinking about, hey, like, you know, how do I, where do I get Ether from? You know, oh, I need to put in my, you know, debit card. Like that stuff is is already going to be such a barrier to entry that we just want to, you know, abstract that away if possible. Um, so they're doing some great work. Uh, our partners at Kyber, of course, I think they're making a tremendous uh, infrastructure for DeFi, for um, like a, a system of smart contracts that really work, that do provide liquidity to tokens. And um, they have a very sort of, uh, sophisticated system that I'm, you know, really happy. We have the Kyber integrated right into our platform, so anyone wants to make swaps on Ethereum uh, with SPN or ETH, they can get in and out of our token economy quite easily. Um, so big, big fan of what they're doing. Um, and then just some other partnerships with like One World Online. Uh, these guys are doing uh, tokenized pools that integrate with uh, existing ad networks. So you know, people see an ad, they get rewarded with tokens. Uh, that's sort of the, the you know their uh, value add there. But, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because um, yeah, I've seen some other Ethereum DApps where you had to basically pay for anything that you did, even something really simple like I wanted to switch my um, my profile from light mode to dark mode, and it was like estimated one dollar, and I was like. <laughs> wow, I have to pay a dollar to switch my settings. I don't think that anyone is going to use this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's really, really big, a huge roadblock for like regular people. And even someone in crypto, I would never pay a dollar to switch my settings. So I, I definitely think that that's like really, really important to have that focus, um, especially for Ethereum dApps when I see like a lot of uh, of dApps that are doing that. And I mean, they're not really going very far. So yeah, I think that's really, really important. Um, a fun question. If you could have any crypto influencer come and join Sapien, who would uh, who would you like to have on there? I think uh, Balaji Srinivasan. I think, I think he'd be cool okay. to add to uh, Sapien. I, I've been a big fan of a lot of the uh, tweets he's been putting out and um, it's funny because he's he's saying a lot of these things, and it's funny it's funny because we're actually building them, um, and there's a lot of alignment of of uh, interest there, and um, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to have him. Cool to have you, Scott. You know, I think afterwards. Hey, uh, I yeah. am on. I am on. But uh, yeah, no, I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely uh, get on the beta there for the uh, for Android. I think that'll be really really interesting to check out. Um, so yeah, that's everything from my end. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we uh, end this off? Um, no, I think uh, I, I hope I've given everyone a, a sense of you know what we're building at Sapien. It's uh, you know something that 
isn't just here, you know, for a couple of days. It's something we've been working out, working on since 2016. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, I, I really think it's the future. I think, you know, it's, it's all about users having a real voice in, in migrating to networks and supporting networks that they resonate with. And at Sapien, it's all about, you know, making sure that we're accountable to the, to our own values even. So um, if you like us, please check us out at sapien.network, sign up, uh, support us. And um, yeah, we're just we're just getting started. So awesome, awesome! I was just gonna say, where can they find you? But you you <laughs> nailed that. So yeah, everyone, go and check out Sapien. Uh, follow them on social. Join all their communities, and uh, let us know in the comments below what you think about it. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. I'm sure anyone who hasn't heard of Sapien yet uh, in my audience will. I recommend they go and check it out and uh, kind of get their feet wet there. So uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it, Scott. Thanks for watching this video to the very end. Since you did, make sure to give it a like and comment hashtag number one ham in the comments below. So that way I know that you watched the whole video. Also, please subscribe to this channel and feel free to follow me anywhere under at Scott C business. I'm basically on every platform. You can also share this with someone else who might gain value from it. And that would be very helpful and impactful to helping my channel grow as well. If you'd like to support me more directly, you can also donate to scottcbusiness.eth or scottcbusiness.crypto listed below. Thank you so much for your support and for watching this video. I'm Scott Cunningham, aka Scott C Business, signing off. Cheers.